Fan Freaks Podcast, episode number 88. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. Welcome to the podcast, the show where we freak out about our favorite movies, comics, games, and any media in between. It is me, Agent the Masterful Dude of Dooliness, the face that runs the place, the host with the most and the most grandiose co-host. Oh, it's not Bonking, it is... <laughs> it is James, Dr. Rude Ramos. MD. Oh, <laughs> and joined with us, it's fucking Papa Rude. <laughs> <laughs> Papa Rude. Yes, I'm here and this is live. I'm no, actually, live it's not. at the moment. Well, it's alive at the moment. <laughs> I, mean, I, don't know. I still, I, let me check. I still got a pulse. Yeah, yeah we. Technically uh, we, speaking, mm-hmm. it takes time for your voice. Oh my god! To be heard by your ears and then processed by your brain. So really, nothing is ever live. You're always looking at the past. So this episode's a reaction <laughs> review. <laughs> and a reaction review. And we're What's reviewing, that, dude. <laughs> We're reviewing and reacting to the wrap-up of the latest MCU show, the latest MCU property, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. And mm-hmm. as usual with our last reaction review, Bone King isn't here because he doesn't watch stuff. <laughs> <laughs> He's quote-unquote busy. Uh-huh. Um, but is yeah, that the, is that um, what the kids are calling it these days? Yeah. <laughs> well, no. Let's talk about why he's really not here, though. He getting that dirt. Uh huh. Someone significant other got all romantical <laughs> and got them a reservation. How dare he put his relationship first? <laughs> Fucking selfish. I'm here. Selfish and my churlish. girlfriend's gonna leave me, but I'm here. <laughs> Uh, a, a doctor girlfriend? Yes. <laughs> doctor misses the rude. <laughs> but, uh, you sure know, while, while Bone King's getting the Gluck Gluck 9000, or giving it, I don't know, it depends. <laughs> um, we're here to do a reaction review, episode 88. I can't believe we didn't do a Back to the Future thing, but at I least know. I snuck in a reference. But Adrian, yeah. do you know what day it is? April 30th? <laughs> I tried to do as much writing as possible. Yeah. Um, that's another thing. That's something Bone King did. Uh-huh. And now he's reaping the repercussions. <laughs> yep. Uh, I think we should... It's Usually we save it for later, but Scott and Vaughn yep. called them out on it. They sure did. So, what is it, a year ago? Yeah, it was a year long. Okay, so we did a fucking episode uh, on the Freaky Five favorite like horror protagonists, like Laurie Strode, the final girls, if you will. And we did it almost on April 30th, which is a date in Metal Gear Solid 2. And it was like a joke or whatever. But George then said, if you remember this and call me out on it, I will give you something. Doesn't say anything. Doesn't nothing. And it was for the next time we do an April 30th show. Ah. And uh, Dr. Root and I kept banging our heads against the wall how can we make like a two-hour show about april 30th which is like five seconds long like oh it's just a reference yeah exactly uh Uh, but uh before we get into the meat of our episode let's talk about our recents got it the the bun that's right (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah i should be the one to start Start us off bud you've been gone for a while uh yeah i went to portland oregon yeah uh it was a lot of fun cool uh blm by the way did you put a bird on it (laughs) <laughs> Did I put a bird on what? 
All of it. <laughs> Portland. Oh, no. Do you not know this reference? No. Oh, fuck. You've never seen Portlandia? No. Ah, okay. Which is funny, because <laughs> when I landed, Jose, uh, one of the admins of Fan Freeze, asked me, have you watched Portlandia? Because you're going to, like, it's a lot like that. <laughs> yeah. Even though they say it isn't, it is. It is. <laughs> uh, but no, instead, I've been... I I actually want to call you out. Me? But but in the in the positive way, not the negative. Uh-huh. Okay. I fully agree with you on Hades. You brought it up on last oh, week's yeah. episode. Um so I bought two games for the trip. I bought Hollow Knight and I bought Hades both on Rude's uh strong strong firm recommendations. Mm-hmm. Look man, I'm a huge Castlevania fan. And a giant Metroid fan. Yeah. And I still think Hollow Knight is the best uh, Metroidvania game ever released. But, carry on. Um, so, I was trying out uh, Hollow Knight. I've never been a fan of that. I've never personally enjoyed those types of Action games. Action platformers? Yeah, I've, I've never... Platforming in general. Got it. I'm really shit at it. Um, that being said, it's gorgeous. It's beautiful. It runs great. And I didn't realize this, but Plus PlayStation Plus gave it out... For free, like yep. six months ago, and here I double dipped on it. So there you I've go. I bought it three times. Holy shit! I have it on PC. I bought it on PlayStation, and I bought it on Switch. Well, there you go. Um, but I was playing it for an hour, and I was like, "Oh well, let me try Hades." I'm not really feeling this right now. I will continue to play it. I don't want to shame it or anything. It's me. It's not the game. <laughs> it's me, not you. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, but Hades <laughs> hooked me as a fucking hardcore fan of like God of War and the Greek mythology and all that. And I fucking hate rogue roguelike games. Like, uh-huh. I I don't want to suffer. I want to enjoy myself. <laughs> but this, that story, yeah, it dude. fucking gets you. The voice acting is great, phenomenal. And, and the great thing is, most of that voice acting is literally just staff. Like they're not, they didn't hire professional voice actors. Wow, really? They're, mo- most of the voice acting is just like the creative team, which is amazing. But I'll tell you, it was fun and it does get addicting. Uh, Dr. Rude mentioned that on the last episode. Also, he mentioned how fucking gorgeous those visuals are. Oh, yeah. I don't like the, uh, the, the, what is it, 2.5D? Oh, the, the, like the, top-down type stuff yeah i I, i'm pretty bad at it i'm usually third person or first person Mm -hmm. my my best is first got it but holy fuck that was so aesthetically pleasing also why the fuck am i allowed to walk in lava um (laughs) why are you or aren't you why am i don't let me do that because i the son of hades it hurts (laughs) <laughs> only a little bit at first no that's what you said last time it's true <laughs> it, it slowly progresses we're still talking it's, about the game I hope right <laughs> no no it your starts, son and I are in a deep homosexual relationship yes it starts <laughs> as long in as it's deep. one HP <laughs> and then it progressively increases this has gotten out of hand <laughs> like Adrian often does <laughs> speaking uh, but of yeah. So for the second week in a row, I, 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 I'm more than happy to have Hades come up on the show because it truly deserves some accolades, man. It's, it's, it's so pretty. Uh, yeah, I, I, would, I would probably venture a guess if it didn't win Art Direction for Game Awards last year, mm. it was robbed. I tell I you what, I enjoyed it even as a, just a spectator. I love watching him play. Right? Mm-hmm. I'll sit there and it's like, you know, putting on a movie. 
Well, I, I hate losing the segue, but speaking of gay sex, as we were talking earlier, <laughs> I started, I, uh, I bought a book over there because they have a huge, massive bookstore yes. called Powell's. It's three floors okay. of books, board games. It's a better Barnes & Noble, but they have books. Bears that, beats Battlestar Galactica. Identity theft is not a joke. Um, <laughs> so they had a book there called Difficult Men, which is all about uh, protagonists of like the Bone gold king, Bone King, <laughs> Bone King. Sorry, I was writing my book. Yeah, he is a little difficult. Um, a little. Love you, buddy. <laughs> uh, be careful. He's going to start arguing with us on Twitter. So... <laughs> Uh, Difficult Men is about like the HBO golden age of Sopranos, Oz. I never watched Oz. Ah. So speaking of gay sex, I started watching Oz. Got it. And let me tell you, that fucking show fucks with you. Uh, the acting's great. J.K. JK Simmons is a fucking Nazi. Yeah. Is, uh, I see where the Omni-Man is. Hmm? He's voicing Omni-Man. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Where he's superior to all of us. Yes. And after that segue, let's go into Invincible, which is fucking amazing. Oh, my God. I do love the animation. Mm. I forget if you're the one that had an issue with it. I am the one that had an issue with it. Of course. When when doesn't he? (laughs) No. And I said this in our chat. Um, Unfortunately, Avatar and then Legend of Korra. Not talking about the story. Let's forget about the story for a second. This is purely animation. Combat animation. Legend of Korra raised the bar. Right. It raised the bar really high. Castlevania met that bar. So it proved that the bar was sustainable. Now, knowing what I know about the production of Invincible, this 100% came down to budget and time. Right. But there is a lot of... Wasn't it being made during Rona? I think so. Yeah, that probably probably made... Oh, absolutely. But nonetheless, we're left with a product that has left me anyway lacking for there's and it's again it, it doesn't make me dislike the show it's just since it's things that i look for now it's things that i notice like for example static characters just moving across the screen that i see that now you get me mm-hmm. whereas i wouldn't have before right. or just like fight scenes that just aren't as dynamic as they could be whether it's because of the frame rate they use or just the scenes they had to do to make the, the scene flow the way they needed to to meet their time constraints, just small things like that, that I notice and makes it again. I, I, I feel like this is the show that should have had that top tier combat animation. Now it's already been renewed for season two and three. Well, that was my news, but thanks. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, but with that in mind, I given that success, I'm hoping that the season two and three combat can get a little more love. Because okay. other than that, that's the only complaint I have about the show. I don't have any, but <laughs> I, I, I've just been enjoying it. Uh, tomorrow, to, we're recording on Thursday. Tomorrow's the season finale. Yes. Oh, nice. Okay. And considering how it's changed, the first episode mm-hmm. changed what it was doing in the comics. Mm-hmm. Like it, it sped things up. Do do you read the comics, uh, yes. Doctor Rude? I don't know if you did. No, I didn't. Uh, Papa Rude, but. Mm-hmm. It's going to be different, right? Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, it's diverged greatly from the comic because the comic is super tongue-in-cheek. Right. Like, it is very self-aware that it is parodying the comic book genre. 
Yeah. Meanwhile, the show plays it a little more serious. Mm. A little more. Meaning it's not as like it's it's still clearly a, a commentary on like superheroes, but it's more akin to like a commentary versus like a parody. Yeah, I uh I've been told and I've read some stuff on Invincible. Because yeah. obviously when you start a show, you're gonna like Okay, what's this based on? Where right. is this coming from? And he's right. It, it was considered like a parody. Yeah. And Robert Kirkman, who did Marvel Zombies, did this book. Yeah. So if anybody knows about making fun of superheroes, it's him. Yeah, right. There you go. Um, what else did I do? Uh, to pull a George, a Bone King TV on Twitch, <laughs> as you do. I played... And beat Resident Evil Code Veronica X, and I tried to do it as a speed run. Um, he and I, of course, uh, have a ongoing uh, debate, if you will, a over. discussion, if you will, <laughs> over the knife uh, in, in yes. this game. And uh, yeah, he's. Uh, I've shown him some stuff, and he's like, "Okay, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good." But his argument is. The game shouldn't force you to have it. And I'm like, it's an error in the game's coding. It fucking hits all these hitboxes. Just get good. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm trying to platinum that because whatever. Uh, and lastly, I think this is something you and I can share. Papa Rude's going to share probably the next time he's on. Mortal Kombat. Yep. I think we could just join this as a twofer and segue into you. Okay. Apologies, guest. Not a problem. <laughs> Uh, one out of ten, I would probably give it a four, maybe a maybe a four and a half to five, only because um, there's some things that were funny. Kano predominantly, yes. Um, the costumes were good. Uh, with the exception of Cole, yes. Yeah. Uh, we the less said about Cole, the better. Sure. Uh, but overall, this is a, for me, this is me personally, so bad it's good. I'd watch it if we were doing like a drinking game. <laughs> like, look at this bad CGI or look at this bad dialogue. Who talks like that type of shit? Okay, so you have to be in an altered state of mind in order to endure it. I, so I would recommend that. <laughs> if I rate this movie as a whole, it's a 3 out of 10. A little harder than me, all right. Uh, if you can separate the movie from the point that Kung Lao is fighting whatever the fuck her name is. I can't remember. Natira. Natira, thank you. Starting with that fight forward, that's a 7 out of 10 Mortal Kombat movie. <laughs> oh, shit. And then everything before that can just... like. So the first two acts really just... Fucking... Yeah, the first two acts, hot trash. Right. As soon as I see Kung Lao do his fatality, I'm like, oh. <laughs> and then really after that, there's only one scene that made me like want to gag myself. And I... that's, you know who's Arcana. Oh, Ugh. for fuck's sakes. So, so you, you, uh, Papa Rude, yeah. uh, I kind of want to spoil, but I kind of don't. No, no, no go, don't. Ahead, go, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. You sure? Sure. Either way, I already know what to expect. <laughs> Which is shit. And I wasn't going in with as high expectations in a Right, game. right. This isn't the fucking Dark Knight. Uh, but still, this this shit, 
so you know Mortal Kombat as a whole. There's fireballs. There's right. fucking like get over yeah. here. All that stuff. All that fun and stuff. technology and guns and all kinds of shit. Right. All this whack laser eyes and robot arms. It is now explained <laughs> as magical. Everything's yeah. magic, and you have to unlock it. And they call it Arcana. Right. Okay. This Even- includes the robot arms and the laser eyes are somehow now explained by magic. Or even fucking Sonya Blade's, like, pulse energy thing. But yeah, that, yeah, right, exactly. Well, what is magic but unexplained science? No, no, no. But oh, they, don't, like, don't be cheeky. No, because, like, in this, they actively take away, like, Kano's prominent physical feature, which is, like, the cyborg half-mask that he has. Right. He doesn't have that anymore. He just has, like, an eye. Like, it's just three scratches that fucking the Iguanodon gave him. Because that wasn't fucking Reptile. Why can't we get like a humanoid reptile in a Mortal Kombat movie? <laughs> I don't know. Because he was the, also janky in the originals. Maybe the, In the originals, he was just green ninja yeah. that spit acid. Yeah. That's it. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. I mean in the original movie. Yeah, the 95 movie, he was a green ninja. Oh, was he? I thought they did the stupid acid. lizard thing too. Oh, no, no, no. You're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, probably the lizard people that live under the earth perhaps protested. So... <laughs> This is a complaint that I have. I don't want Scorpion to be sympathetic. I don't want Ed Boon to be anywhere near the writers because yeah. because holy shit. Oh yeah. The whole fucking movie yeah, is yeah. just like let's masturbate over Scorpion. Yeah, yeah. For it's sure. like being at DC and they're just hey, can we put Batman in this? How can we talk about Batman? Yeah, how yeah. can we talk about how cool Batman is? This is a Superman book. It doesn't matter. Make it Batman. <laughs> There, this there's is fucking, definitely this is Ed Boon, just un, unadulterated Ed Boon. But yeah, so just to summarize, if you took the because I don't want to turn this into its own reaction review, right? Uh, if you took a heavily fixed the lore changes that had to make, take Cole out of the movie, and make the first two acts a text crawl in the beginning of the movie, right? For all of eternity, there has been a tournament. <laughs> This is Mortal Kombat. And it just starts with the Kung Lao and the Terra fight. I, I mean, that'd be cool. And goes from there. I'm, I'm sold. So I'm I'm going to say this. I'm calling out Robot Stone Age and we need to have an argument. Yeah, We need to have a versus. And this is probably the first ever versus between two shows. Because they I know. have not I was stopped. in that group chat. Yeah, and you left. They did not stop sucking Raiden's dick. <laughs> Even though he didn't do anything. He didn't do anything. He just laid there and took it. But Cody and CJ, I know you fucking listen to the show. We're calling you out. We're just going to have Fan Freaks versus Robots on Age. God damn it. Let's just do it. <laughs> we'll do it live. Uh, but that's the end of my recents, I guess. I mean, we're saving, obviously, for Falcon and Winter Soldier. Uh, obviously, I'm still playing Hades. Okay. You so- finished it, though. You finished the story. So... I can't spoil anything. I got to the end, but it turns out there's still more to find out. I love that. Yeah, like I don't want to say anything. Like I don't want to spoil it, but there is, it definitely gives you a reason to keep playing. And then once you reach the end and start the game over, like with different weapons or whatever. Also, oh, new game plus maybe. It's not even New Game Plus because it's a roguelike, so it's a little different. Because you keep your most roguelikes, you keep unlocks. You just have to reacquire them. But uh, you start heat mode, 
which is where you can uh, add challenges to yourself. And for every heat level, you can get a new round of rewards for mm. each weapon. Okay. So you know how, like, when you beat Meg with one of the weapons, you get the Titan's Blood? Right. But it only happens once. When you go up to heat level one, you can earn another thing of Titan's Blood. Heat level two, another thing of Titan's Blood, so on and so forth. Got it, got so it. So that's how you gain more Titan's Blood, which then you upgrade the weapons with, and so on and so forth. But it makes it harder. Oh, yeah. A lot oh, harder. fuck me. Uh, there's, I forget what it's called, but one of the challenges makes it so that each boss gets new, like, moves. Oh, fuck. Uh, Meg, you fight her and her two sisters. At the same time? Kind of. Ooh, it's more like sexy. her and her two sisters are support. But still, you're getting you're getting all their attacks coming at you. Fuck that. Dude. But you only have one health bar to deal with. Oh. But geez. still, it's a lot. It's so cool. Uh, yeah. So uh, again, I will continue to 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 love Hades. Played some Hunt. Yeah, with that, yeah. with me. You came back. Hunt's great. Yesterday we had a, a full Hunt uh, PlayStation party. Yep. And Bone King told me he's uh-huh. gonna play Friday night. That's a shame. Because you can't play. Because I can't. I got D&D. It's D&D. Uh, anyway, uh, beyond that, honestly, not a hell of a lot, man. Like, I really don't consume much other than what we're going to talk about today. Right. <laughs> uh, Dad, Alrighty. have you seen, watched, or heard anything new? Hey. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> hey, uh, I was mistaken about the name. Adrian, it's uh, Batman Soul of the Dragon. Okay. Okay. And I try to keep up on the animation. That's kind of my thing. Sure. Okay. So. Yeah, hey, both of you are artists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, and uh, hey, I'm going to say I'll g- I would give it an 8.5 out of Fuck 10. Fuck me, really? Yeah, it's really good. Hey, the only thing I did not ki- like is that Batman was not like. The, really the star of the movie <laughs> okay it was uh i don't want to give too much away because it just come out so i don't give any spoilers hey but how was the animation the animation was a again nice clean and crisp which is what i like hey the uh the new animation style for the new like the, the, what they're switching to for the new animated movies now that their whole kind of like justice league war universe is done right is really nice it's really nice okay? it's crisp yes hey uh love the fighting Hey, it was excellent. Uh, what was the name? Richard Dragon. Hey, really the star of the movie. Okay. Hey. I love Richard Dragon. Though. Yeah, he was great. Hey, uh, she was in it. Hey. She was in it? Yeah, and she's on his side. <laughs> on okay. whose side? Batman? Batman's side, yes. That's, hey. uh, I, I, okay, I yeah. got to watch this now. <laughs> Again, I, gotta, I, gotta I don't want to give it away, but apparently uh, Shiva and him train at the same place. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Hey. Uh, and, you know, she wasn't... Um, evil then <laughs> sure okay quote but, unquote not evil yet yeah she hey? was light evil but she diet was, evil but she was still a badass diet hey evil. uh batman is uh obviously a scrapper at this point but not really you know the ah, op- so he was like more wildcat right like no boxer. no uh, he wasn't the optimum of physical you know prowess and a uh, right yet hey okay? so he gets his ass kicked a lot <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, especially by one of his teammates right, when he got in there, right? Because you know the entitled rich guy, and there was the, the black guy who had an issue with him. <laughs> okay, and for good reason. Yeah. <laughs> Just to jump off that real quick, because mm-hmm. I forgot to talk about this last week. Have you seen the second Justice League Dark movie, Apocalypse War? Yeah. Yeah. So have I. Mm-hmm. Okay, I just saw it like last week. Oh, really? Uh, I love the implication, not the implication, them straight up saying that King Shark and Constantine dated. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the funniest fucking yes, shit to me. That was hilarious. He's there like, ooh, my yeah, ex. Yeah. And who is it that he's talking to? Uh, oh, it's Raven. Oh, I thought it was Harley. No, no, no. Raven's no, Raven. there, and yeah. she's like, Raven. you dated Harley? Gross. <laughs> and he's like, no, I'm not crazy. And then <laughs> King Shark winks at him. I'm like, what? That is amazing. Sorry. That's my new OTP. It's Constantine and King Shark. I think it's great. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Dad. Go ahead. Uh, that's basically it. I mean, I enjoyed it. Hey, I thought it was good. Hey, my only issue was that, you know, it shouldn't have been called Batman. <laughs> okay. Hey. But you got to move some product. Dad. Yeah. You know, it could have been called like, you know, remember Batman assault on Arkham. He yeah. wasn't in that fucking yeah, movie. Exactly. Something hey, they do. He, he participated a little bit more in this one, <laughs> but it should have been called like Bruce Lee. I mean, uh, Bruce Wayne hey, and soul of the dragon. Got me? Oh, okay. Hey, and, uh, and is it me or is like, you know, a secret identity not mean anything anymore. <laughs> no, no, it hasn't meant anything since 1995. Okay, because, yeah, because, you know, like, hey, Shiva finds out that he's Batman. Everybody knows he's Batman <laughs> yeah, anyway. Okay. Yeah. That's like the worst kept secret, probably. It really is, okay? I, <laughs> I don't know how he, that mansion is still, like, standing, you know? <laughs> right? And Alfred's still alive. <laughs> yeah. Hey, oh, God, I love my, yeah, some Alfred. <laughs> uh, is that it for your recent? That's it. Hey, I've been too busy otherwise. <laughs> All right. That and Invincible, that. Hey, which uh, I didn't chime in much, but I, I really, really enjoy it. Hey, I love Do you fact- agree with uh, Dr. Root about the... Um- the animation, the fighting? Oh, sorry. Hey? Uh, yeah, I, I say room for improvement. Hey? But again, hey, I always think that uh, first seasons, hey, especially considering the pandemic, uh-huh. hey, yeah. uh, you know, are a bones kind of issue that goes out there. You know? Right. Hey, so I'm hoping now that it's been approved that we'll see, you know, a little better quality hey, in the next coming season. I am really looking forward to the, the finale of this season. All right. I guess we can move on to news. Sure. You I know only, anything? Uh, you kind of said the invincible thing. <laughs> I have one more thing. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. And this is more for like the mafioso uh, aficionados, the, the people that can't stop watching Goodfellas like me. Marty Scorsese says that he can't watch The Sopranos because he can't identify <laughs> with that generation of the underworld. What? That generation <laughs> of the mafia. Like, oh, I see. Because he can only identify with the like 70s, 80s gangster, <laughs> right. but he can't identify with like fucking Tony Soprano in a bathrobe, which, I mean, everybody can kind of identify with, <laughs> even though you shouldn't. I think he's in a, a little bit in denial. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think he's a little bit up his own ass. But, you know, whatever. I mean, he's entitled. He's entitled to be up his own ass. The <laughs> motherfucker made, made Taxi Driver on Mean Streets. Yeah. Fuck it. Okay. <laughs> Is that it? That's it for my news. I mean, like, I okay. don't... Uh, so this is really interesting to me. Uh, this is strong rumors. 
But apparently, like, the deal between Sony and Marvel is sticking really well. Because supposedly Marvel has big plans for Norman Osborn after No Way Home. Really? Yeah. Hmm. So the idea of, like, Norman being this new overarching evil throughout the MCU is really exciting to me. Mm -hmm. Because that opens a lot of doors. Dark Avengers, which we know they're already setting up. Right. Especially with, uh, what's this lady's name uh, giving U.S. agent his new suit? But uh, Like Lady Hydra, I think it yeah. was, or something like Battle. that. Yeah. Uh, Countess, uh, Countess Valencia, whatever the fuck her name is. Uh, but yeah. Elaine from Seinfeld. Elaine, yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> yeah. Se- so given that they're setting all that shit up, I don't know. I think that's really cool. I like my Spider-Man permanence in the MCU. I... I, my only concern is that I was kind of hoping for Kang the Conqueror as, like, the next mm. big bad, maybe. Mm-hmm. But maybe that's, like, a little too cosmic and they want to rein it in because Thanos was, like, a big cosmic thing. Oh, I see. So keep it maybe, more domestic. Maybe instead they could do a twofer where you have, like, a local Earth-based big bad mm-hmm. and then the cosmic universe thing with the Guardians, Thor, and all that. I think in general that's what they're doing. They're going to have, like, the Cosmic Avengers and then the Homebound Avengers. Oh, fuck me. I, so first who, would you, string? who would you put for Norman? Who has, like, as much charisma for that? I ask, I ask Dr. Rude because, for those that don't know, he's a master fan caster. <laughs> uh, John Hamm is my immediate Oh, go-to that's exactly what I was thinking for of. For Norman Osborn. Especially oh, now he, in his current age. Mm-hmm. Really? That's yeah. what I was going to bring up, the age. Yeah. No, I think now, because before he was a little, like, in his Mad Men years, he was too, you know. Young? Young and, like, he, he would have been a better Bruce Wayne then. Right. But now, I think he's got some age on him. He's got some wear. I think he can pull off, like, right. that older billionaire psychopath. Right. Speaking from experience rather than cockiness. But um, Brian Cranston? Comes to mind. Oh. Fuck. For like what? Ten? Like for. Because this is a role for like 10 years. No? Maybe. Yeah. Um, he's not dying anytime soon. Okay. Yeah. Nah. He's, he's too pickled. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I think Brian Cranston. The thing is, I, I want my Norman to be someone older like that. Yeah. You would. You want. Well, I mean, he is uh, Marvel's Lex. Yeah, exactly. Um, so there is a certain 40s. Oh, and even though he was already in Green Lantern, that clearly doesn't matter. Fucking Mark Strong would be an amazing Lex Luthor. Oh, but he's in fucking uh, Shazam also. Yeah. He's Dr. Zavago. So no, you can't use him. Savannah. Zavago, whatever. Uh, But yeah, so I think that, but that's the kind of type I want. Because you definitely need that charisma. Mm -hmm. But you need someone who's charismatic, but who can also pull off like, brutal i i i believe in mark strong i love mark strong i will ride mark strong's dick any day of the week because he was a great sinestro and a great savannah yeah but i kind of want like a native american like no excuse me uh, an american to be normal oh i see okay all right all right (laughs) (laughs) sorry (laughs) Um, Damn, what's this problem with my people? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But, uh, okay. Yeah, I get that. Uh, No, I mean, honestly, it doesn't 
I, I, I don't really care about the actor's nationality. It's just I don't know about the, the voice. Because mm. I, I think John Hamm would have a better voice for Norman. Oh, for sure. Oh, than yeah. Strong. Mm. Than Probably. Mark Strong. That's my only concern. No, he did such a good job as Savannah. <laughs> Savannah! Savannah, sorry. Savannah. Yes. Uh, uh, no, but, but no I, he's, I got, he's got Marlon Brando on his yeah, mind right now. As soon as you brought up the question, John was the first person I thought of. John I think, Yeah. John now, would he have like the 90s like wave yeah, orange I don't know. hair? So here's the thing. <laughs> so on the contrast to that, I think you can also cast a black actor. If you really want to pull off that hair correctly. Because there's no denying that's some black waves going on up there. Well, I've seen gingers that have that type. Not like that, though, man. I mean, you could, Mm -hmm. but I think I I would have no problem. Like, give me Idris Elba uh, fucking... Bro, that's like... That's your go-to, bro. I mean, yeah, because I love me some (laughs) Idris. He's so good. He is. Um, (laughs) I mean, I'm down. I just need the voice to be right. Because I need that fucking... Or... Hmm. I don't know. He might be a little too soft. No, he's kind of a badass. Um, uh, Bernard in Westworld. Oh. Oh. Fuck. Um, I know. <sighs> yeah, but I don't know. Yeah, he comes off as a two D goody. No, no, no. And- he plays this son of a bitch in that prison show he's in. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he can be a bastard. Oh, um, good. Right. Good for him. Uh, <laughs> Jeffrey Wright. <laughs> Jeffrey Wright. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I didn't just Google him like right that. now. <laughs> I, I'd be totally cool with a black Norman Osborn. Mm-hmm. I'm fine I'd be with dope it. as fuck. Yeah. Um, but uh, actually, yeah, so that's that's where my mind is at with that casting. Um, anyway, uh, otherwise, I hate to say it. What about Clancy Brown? I think he, he's too old. Like yeah. he looks too old. You get me? Like it's just the voice. I know, <laughs> dude. I know. And not only that, that's a great. Marvel fuck you to DC because that was Lex's sure. voice for so long. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't. I, I really don't know. I think he's too old for that. Got it. Moving on. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got some set photos from the Dexter new season that's coming out, which I can't believe we're in a universe where that's happening. Uh, <laughs> since I've never seen Dexter. Okay. Really? Yeah. Am I missing anything? No. I don't think it's for you. You do know who my favorite Marvel superhero is. Yeah. But I... Because I do know he's an anti-hero yes, serial yes. killer. He is yeah, an, but it's not in the same... A, um, a, it's not like a Punisher at all. Hey, this is a totally different kind of character. It's just as dark, hey, but it's more sinister. Yeah, the, the, the motivation behind Dexter... Is very different than the motivation behind Frank Castle. Oh, definitely. Uh, that being said, I mean, you might like it. Just it's it's a very, for the most part, it's a very well produced show, and I like the way they characterize the main character. I was a fan of the show when it was on, for most of its run, until everyone says yeah, the same it, thing. It, it, the it, ending it, shit the bed. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. That being said, I'm very excited for it to have the opportunity now to like redeem itself. All right. We're um, all here for a redemption arc. Yeah. But beyond that, um, and this isn't so much news as it is so much an interview I heard recently with Obi, uh, <laughs> with Ewan McGregor. Okay. Because, uh, you know, he's back as Obi-Wan, and so there's all this talk about it. Mm-hmm. And he talked about one of the biggest struggles he had on the prequels was 
George Lucas's reliance on CGI and VFX for the prequels. Mm. The reason that came up is in contrast to the way Mandalorian and stuff shoots, which is with that new recording method where you actually have like Unreal Engine on like this crazy ass display behind you. Right. Actively displaying your VFX so the actors are immersed in an environment. Right. I cannot like emphasize enough how freaking cool I think that is. And right. I, that, I mean, the prequels were 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. For sure. I'm not. This is not me deriding the prequels and its and its uh, dependence on VFX. This is me just saying I can't wait for this to become the standard of like how these VFX movies are shot. Yeah, it's definitely a step up. All yeah. Right? The, you can see it in the quality of the acting. Mm-hmm. Well, famously, Ian McKellen like broke down and walked off the set of Lord of the Rings. Because he, no, wasn't it The Hobbit? Oh, maybe it was yeah. one of the two. It might have been The Hobbit. Yeah, where yeah, he was it was when to... he was there alone in a green screen room, uh, with no actors and anything else, and he just said, "This is not why I became an actor," and he stormed off set. Uh, so like I think having this like is gonna be it's it's true. It's gonna change. It's exactly that. It's gonna change mm-hmm. an actor's immersion mm-hmm. in this fantasy world because they're gonna be able to see it, and I think that's dope as fuck mm-hmm. any any more news uh no i think that just about does it it was a pretty news light week for me so we're gonna go ahead and take a break and after the break we're gonna jump into the meat of the sandwich yeah <laughs> with a little lettuce, a I, little like, lettuce. I like a lettuce and a lot of bacon oh uh <laughs> dijon mustard please <laughs> Oh, I, not you, for me. Yeah, no, you're gonna kill Papa Rude. <laughs> okay, but the Dijon you have found our weakness. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> That's all right. why your plans are foiled. <laughs> yes. Look, man. Originally, the Green Lanterns were foiled by the color yellow. Okay, <laughs> yeah. this isn't that yeah. far off. Yeah. All right, we'll see you in a minute, freaks. Hello everyone, this is Bone King, and you're listening to the Fan Freaks Podcast, hosted proudly on the Fan Freaks Facebook group. That's F-A-N-F-R-E-E-K-S, Fan Freaks. And we're back. So, let's get into the meat of the sandwich, the hot in this dog, the ham in this burger. Episode 88, reaction review. The strange for Mortal meat. Co- no, wait, I'm sorry. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. <laughs> <laughs> the strange meat in our taco. That's right. Uh, so, what is a reaction review? It's where we react to something. That we or we want. review to something that, that we <laughs> saw and we react to it. <laughs> mm, interesting concept. It's, al- it's almost like the name speaks for itself. Almost. <laughs> Uh, yeah, self-explanatory. Except we George really loves alliteration. Took, I know, I know he does. <laughs> Which is fine because we're comic book lovers, and you know, comic books are full of alliteration. By the way, has Superman ever dated anyone without the initials LL? <laughs> oh, Wonder Woman, <laughs> ah. Diana Prince. Wonder Woman though is alliteration. I know, but like Lana Lang, Lois Lane. Uh, there was that other chick he dated briefly back in like the Silver Age, all LLs. And if you want to talk Bronze Age, he was courted pretty hard by Maxima because mm. she ooh. wanted to procreate yes. with a Kryptonian. Right. Mm-hmm. Yada yada yada. Anyway, so uh, on to the topic at hand: Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It was what okay. is it? 
<laughs> yeah, it was all right. Yeah, yeah it was okay. Um, so it's a six-episode miniseries, right? I don't think it, I don't think this one's a miniseries. I think this one's gonna have a continuation. Yeah, I don't know yet. Hey, no, because there's rumors now that they're making Captain America. They four. are, but I think I don't know. We know for a fact that WandaVision is a miniseries. Right. That it's not going to continue. Right. At least not in this form. Because they already submitted it as limited series for the Emmys. Right. Uh, we don't know what their plans are for the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. But the point is, it is, yeah, a six-episode miniseries that for kind now. of... What? For, for now. now. <laughs> that for now. picks up after the events of Endgame and... But it deals a lot with Endgame. Yes, more directly than... Particularly the snap. Yes. I, I refuse to call it the blip. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's a snapping. Um, no, this deals... Exclu- like that's, that is the bulk of this show. Yeah. It is like the, the main like linchpin in this show is based around the snap and what happened. No, not so much the snap. But the return of everyone from the snap. Right. right. That's the real mm-hmm. meat of this. Because you have... So the, the, the right. main... Well, we have a bunch of carnivores or what? I mean... Because <laughs> yeah. the, the main conflict of this show, what causes our villain to be who they are, is... And it makes sense. It's, it's something that, like, it kind of just gets brushed under the table in, like, Spider-Man or even in Endgame itself. Sure. It's a great day. Everybody who we thought was dead is back. Five years later, when people have maybe moved on romantically, other people now live in that house. Other jobs. Other jobs. You no longer, that company doesn't exist anymore. Right. It's about in a displacement. St- in a state of near apocalypse, national borders have kind of dissolved. And people are kind of living at peace with one another. And now all of a sudden, the population jumps back up again. How do the world governments deal with it? How do the people who came back react to it? And that's where we get Carly Morgenthal? Yeah. Carly Morgenthal. We'll never forget that last name. No. Carly (laughs) Morgenthal and the Flag Smashers, who who seek out to restore... And let's let's just take a a, a beat here about flag smashers because in the comics, yes. they're way more nefarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Here they're, it's like they're like you understand. The yeah, they're way sympathetic compared to the comics. Here they're, they're a radicalized group, but radicalized for reasons that you understand. Right. It's another it, it, Marvel's liking these now, where it's you know the villain has a point, but they're going about it wrong. Right. Um, he's so yeah. out of line, but he's right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, to some extent, Thanos, but not really. But the big one is like Killmonger. That's definitely who you can draw the, the best comparison to. They had a point, but their methods are a bit off. Yeah. Um, so you have the Flag Smashers who present this. Uh, they have an agenda. They have a manifesto. One, one, what is it? One world... One, one, world, one world, one people. One world, one people. Which is a beautiful concept. I agree. Because they felt that during the blip with, you know, the chaos, the idea of national borders kind of dissolved a little bit. Right. And they felt that there was more like a global humanity mm-hmm. versus, you know, separate nation states and stuff. Uh, so that is their goal to return to that. Unfortunately, they do it by some very aggressive and violent 
and mass murdery means. Uh, <laughs> and then we're also left with a big quandary that Steve Rogers just kind of dumps in Sam Wilson's lap, which is, here's the shield. Bye. Let's see what you it do with it. It also answers a question that we all had at the end of Endgame. Did Sam, did, did Bucky know? Right. Did Bucky know that uh, Sam was going to inherit? Yeah. Should we say inherit or given or forced upon, whatever you want to say, mm-hmm. the mantle of right. Captain America? The baton was passed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the shield. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, and I and so that that's that's two major conflicts, or the start of our two major conflicts. Right. Mm. Because the biggest thing that this show gave us was when Sam didn't want the shield and he instead donated it to the government. The United States government. The United States government. Because, yeah, they're clearly going to sit on that. Mm. No. They instead brand a new Captain America. Right. In the form of John Walker. Um, (laughs) I just want to say, with a reaction review, this isn't as in-depth as a special, but spoilers will be. Absolutely. Will be had here. Uh. Otherwise, it'll be a very quiet show. This is show. getting to be that point where we're going to talk about it. Yeah, and I and I and I just want to say this right now: John Walker is not Homelander. I fucking no. hate this comparison. I agree. I no. fucking hate it. Yeah, and the, the the series finale I think clearly illustrates that. Right. Uh, Marvel. I, I I'm I'm so happy with the way they've characterized John Walker. I believe because yeah, yes, I can agree with that. Yeah. He's a piece of shit. Right. He's borderline psychotic, mm-hmm. but he's not a bad per or he doesn't want to be a bad person. Right. Homelander yeah. knows he's a bad person. Right. Right. He has no irredeemable qualities. Right. No, or he- no redeemable who has you're talking about yeah. Homelander has Homelander no rede- doesn't have an irredeemable yes. quality. Right. Correct. Uh but John Walker you understand, like yes. when that death of his friend. Mm-hmm. Sorry, uh, just going right in there. Everyone was like, "Oh my god, I can't believe he did that!" and all that. Yes, the optics are bad, but when you put it in the context, his best friend, the dude he served multiple tours with—I mm-hmm. forgot the number of tours—but right. this is a dude who knew the fucking family. He personally gave them the bad news. Mm-hmm. That dude just... Your best friend just died. You're gonna fucking want some revenge. Yeah, they were brothers. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in every sense of the word, military, mm-hmm. the, militarily wise... The bond wise. You have to admit, they kind of did Battlestar dirty. <laughs> like, oh, for sure. <laughs> but I mean, that's a D-list. Well, actually, the, the director even said it. He said, honestly, we wanted to avoid this trope. We wanted to avoid, you know, the black guy that dies. Mm-hmm. But... We couldn't think of any other catalyst that John cares enough about to take him to the point where he bloodies the shield. Yeah. Something needed to tip him to that point. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to say also, Captain America does take lives. Just the mantle right. can take lives. Mm-hmm. Let's not forget, it started in fucking World War II. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay, but that's not what John Walker did. Yeah, John he Walker killed did us not a... take a life. He brutalized a man in front of a in a public square. Right, who was surrendering? Who was surrendering? Exactly. Right. But he was. Unarmed. But 
Yes. Well, he's a super soldier. Super well, yeah, soldier's okay. never unarmed. <laughs> but let's uh, let's be honest here. He wasn't in the right frame of mind. Right. Exactly. Absolutely. And, and I it's like- a it's a like here's here's the thing. I think we should all walk away from with Falcon and Winter Soldier. We had sympathetic villains. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. We had sympath. I don't even want to say villain. I want to say antagonist because mm-hmm. everybody has like a. It's just so much of a, of a grain of salt there, to have in that in in those instances. Like I understand why John Walker I, did that. Well, I understand why Morgenthau does her things. So what I really liked about that was uh, how it clearly it illustrates a eh, how uh, a a personal experience eh, has nothing to do with politics. How all the politicians eh, were only trying to cover their asses and had no consideration eh, for what the man went through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure, mm-hmm. I agree. But yeah, wait, hold on, real quick. Well, so, there is like political subtext here about like quote unquote our current times with like BLM and stuff. Oh, like definitely. That. Like, it's good. It's there well, and it's subtle. It, it it's not that subtle, Adrian. <laughs> yeah, it's not. <laughs> well. I don't think there's any moment where it like bashes you in the head over it. No, but I don't. I also don't. I also think it's fair. like they have a whole character Isaiah Bradley, who's specifically yeah. there to illustrate the way America has mistreated black people, mm-hmm. like particularly his, those that served our our military. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Black veterans. Yeah, he's specifically there to illustrate the mistreatment of black veterans. It's an exaggerated case because, well, as far as we know, we've never had black super soldiers, but. uh <laughs> But still, like Isaiah Bradley is there specifically to serve that purpose. He's almost a not a foil, but he's almost there to like. Would he be our Tuskegee Airmen insert? Maybe, kind of. Yeah. the The purpose of the character is to bring doubt into Sam, right? Or to to have to to have. Well, really, it's presented as a way to bring doubt into Sam overtaking the mantle. But his real purpose is to help Sam understand the responsibility of a black man carrying that mantle. Right. Right. Which we can all walk away saying it's a big fucking deal. Yes. Because we were all around when Sam became Cap in the comics like five years ago, six years ago. Yes. And I think I liked it. I liked the art. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, we all we all like that. I want. Um, if you don't like that, don't listen to us. <laughs> Get the fuck away from me. <laughs> uh, I also really quick. Don't like. I've I've talked a little bit about how I'm not the biggest fan of uh, Sam, the actor who plays Sam, Anthony Mackie. Anthony Mackie. Thank you. Uh, but this is you're his very reality. hurt by Altered Carbon season two. It's not. Yes. I am, uh, but it, <laughs> but this is his wheelhouse, and oh, he does yeah. really well. Mm-hmm. That being said, uh, what really? I have issues with him sometimes. In this. Sometimes, yeah, but I th- I still think this is like he did fine, right? But, but I, had I issues, yeah, I didn't have so much an issue with his acting. It was I think a problem with the script and how the the dialogue was written. I have a problem with that too, and then not just Mackie, but like Mackie for me, I don't know. There's like a lot of issues where he's himself he's not sam yeah right yeah you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and i feel that with every fucking thing he does he's just anthony mackie he's not yeah i've compared him to denzel washington where you know every role oh it's just it's denzel yeah yeah, john q is denzel yeah Yeah. fucking man on fire denzel Denzel. yeah yeah. Yeah. okay Um, but anthony mackie aside 
I specifically want to point out Daniel Brühl's Zemo. Fuck yes. <laughs> Aaron Kellyman's Carly Morgenthal's. She can get it. Uh, Fucking uh, Wyatt Russell's John Walker. Morgenthau! Yeah. And Sebastian Stan's Bucky. Yeah. All oh. delivered some killer acting performances in this fucking Agreed. series. I, I also want to just say, GSP can just stay. I, oh, yeah. I, I, I hope he stays. Yeah, because yeah. it's very ambiguous. Yeah, no, no. Honestly, like the characterization of Batroc, like actually making him a viable like enemy. Yeah. By casting John Saint Pierre. GSP. Uh, yeah, George Saint Pierre. George Saint Pierre. Sorry, uh, George Saint Pierre is it, it's it works so well. Yep. And he actually sells it. He sells this like dude who only kicks kicking some ass. Yeah. <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> and he's got some of the best fights. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For definitely. sure. Um, but you brought up fucking Zemo. And, like, dude, I'm in on that. Oh, yeah. Daniel Brule, bro. Fucking yeah. MVP of the show, in my opinion. I'm sorry. He, he's up there. I, I think Wyatt Russell deserves a lot of credit. Yes. Wyatt Russell joins but that Zemo club. But Zemo gave us the dance, dog. Yes, Zemo gave us I dance, dog. <laughs> I know. I know. It's great. No. And also... Costume department for this show oh, kills yes, it definitely. across yes. the board. Mm-hmm. Sam's costume good. looks phenomenal. Zemo's costume looks insanely good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with I the lo- full head oh sock. My- yes, it looks so so good. Yeah. And uh, I mean, back when we were Cannon Fire, we talked a lot about Civil War yes. back then, and we talked about how much we loved Zemo then. But this just. It's like he doesn't skip a no, beat. Yeah, no. This dude fits this fucking character like a glove. Yeah, this well, actor really understands the character, and he sticks with it. He, he does not drop it, variation. No, he's right on cue. And you know something he did that the MCU struggles with, but he managed to nail perfectly? Is injecting humor into his serious character. Right. He did it, and it still felt like Zemo. Right. You get yeah. me? Like he was, he had comedic moments, but it still felt organic, organic it, to his yeah, character. It was exactly, hundred percent organic. Yeah, it was fucking Whole Foods Zemo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, Daniel Brühl by himself, I, honestly, he's a big get for Marvel. Like this dude is crazy talented. He also speaks like six languages. Yeah, the man's phenomenal, and, and he just, he's lightning, lightning McQueen. What? In Germany. He's the, oh, is he really? Yeah, really? He, he did the dub for Lightning McQueen. He's the German voice of so, Lightning McQueen? So what's funny is he's Zemo in this, and Loki, which is going to come out in June, Owen Wilson's in that. Oh, yeah. Lightning McQueen into the McQueen-verse. Uh-huh. That's really funny. Into the McQueen-verse. That's so good. Uh, um, Just wanted to throw that tidbit in there. But we were talking about other people like Carly Mo- Morgenthau's uh, actress, Aaron Kellyman. Kellyman. Yeah. Holy fuck. Yeah. Uh, particularly the scene with uh, Anthony Mackie. Which one? The the one where they're talking where... Um, uh, so before John Walker ruins everything. <laughs> before John yes. Walker ruins everything. That right. was really good sympathetic moments there. You know, I had an issue with it. What? Hey. With that moment? Yeah. Okay, hey. what was it? Well, hey, and it wasn't with her. It wasn't with Carly. Oh, hey. it's Anthony. It was Anthony. Okay. Right? It's like, you know... How thick-headed do you have to get all right, to realize this is a murderer? 
Oh, so you're John oh. Walker right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, hey, I'm not saying that John Walker just actions were justified, but I'm saying that yeah, he was. Uh, he was kind of coddling her. Yeah, I think so. He he approached her. I mean, in that's a, way a that... fucking super soldier. Yeah. Hey. So he's kind of trying to like, hey, listen, let's chill out, let's talk. So you think he was doing that as self-preservation? I don't think so. I mean, maybe. Really? I mean, maybe. I mean, I if I no, was in his I, shoes, I don't think that's what it was. No. But I also don't agree with you at all. No, no. That she like, did kill at that point. She burned yeah, a no, no, fucking no. house. It seemed the only solution she had for any problem was to kill people. No. Okay. First off, no. That's a reduction of her character. Okay. She felt like she had no choice but to be get to this point. Again, don't most murderers feel no, that way? I don't know. Absolutely <laughs> not. It's there's a difference between someone who's like. A sociopath and radicalized, and she's been radicalized. It's different. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying she's not a murderer. I'm just saying, much like our actual law enforcement, I wish it was. I like the way he approached it. Like, not everyone needs to be brought in at the end of a gun. Oh no, I'm not saying that he should have gone the other extreme either. Eh? He shouldn't. John Walkered it. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah, but you know, he should have tried to interject there that. You're wrong. You gotta stop killing people. No, but she was already in a delicate point at that at mm-hmm. that at that point. Sorry, redundancy. <laughs> uh, but she she was on a razor's edge right there. Yeah. That was his whole point of him going in easy. So you which think- is versus John Walker, who wanted to go in there, stop. You're killing people. I'm bringing you in, type yeah. of thing. Which is that dichotomy. Very okay, see, wink, wink, nudge, nudge to our current time. Right. See, John Walker, to me, all right, like Captain America, hey, right, our Captain America, Steve, all right, he uh, carried that shield, hey, right, for what he could do for his country. Uh huh. Hey, right? to me, it seemed like John was ca- carrying the mantle, hey, right, for what it could do for him. I don't think that's true either, and I think the final, also, the, I, the last episode really illustrates that. Also, I would really like to point out Steve in the MCU. Mm-hmm has been very comic book Steve where he doesn't right. give a fuck that it's America. Yeah. He's doing what he thinks America yeah. is going to be exactly. or should be. Right. That's, that's the thing about Steve. I would agree. John Walker's doing the fucking mantle, not for the most benevolent reasons because he was forced upon for it. He well, was, he, oh, we, but he we, also we, eagerly took it. Yeah. I'm sorry. I mean, this dude had what? Three, four tours. Yeah. He de- he has a couple Medal of Honors, which is the highest fucking thing. And they were like, oh, you have a couple of them. I'm like, god damn. Uh, but he, yeah, it was thrust upon him. Hey, do you want to be Captain America? Yeah. And he's like, well, fuck me, yes. But I think, and I think the last episode clearly illustrates this. Under all of that, under whatever baggage he carries, there is a part of John that wants to be a hero. Oh, yeah, definitely. Hey. There is a part of him that genuinely wants to help And that's people. what I'm saying. That, that See, that's a selfish motivation. That's hey. selfish? Yes. Or he selfless? To, no, selfish. Hey. Whoa, dude. He wants to play the hero. No, okay? see, that's no, what no, I'm no, saying. No. I don't agree with that. I think that, like, there is a part of him that wants to, he wants to help people. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Again, That's what I'm saying. That, this does not say, negate that. Okay. Eh? This does not negate that. You don't. It's not that clear of a, of a distinction. Sure. Got me? Eh? Yeah, he generally wants to help. He generally wants to be a patriot. 
He wants to help his country, right? right? But I think underlying it all, right, it's what it does for him. Because, all right, this is my example, right? At the end there when he becomes U.S. agent, yeah, is I'm back, baby. Got me? Okay. Yeah, I mean, he was at the bottom of his... Yeah, that's different, though. He, he had just been dishonorably discharged. Mm-hmm. His, his, I, his look, best friend had died. It's he not like delivered. I don't understand it. Right, and, right. right. Or the, the reaction. I think that, like... I think that was more about him just being happy to be back in service. I don't think I really, I, that didn't seem that like wasn't a, my, the only moment though that I, I felt that way. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's fine. I mean, different interpretations, all that. Generally. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I do find John sympathetic and I sympathetic and I found him incredibly interesting. Yes. I really oh, yeah. want to see what they do here. I want to see what happens with maybe a possible other shield. Maybe, I mean, U.S. Oh, agent sure. has that like diamond side. Like no, diamond. He, it's it's that like it's the eagle shield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. So I would it's, like to see that. I yeah. would personally like to see Sam versus John again. Okay. With shield versus shield. Okay. Personally, that's that's just me. Interesting. I mean, just banging around. Oh, they also set up Sam's sidekick. The uh, uh the, Redbird. Uh, yeah, they set up Redbird. Oh right, the his Latino him, friend huh? that he gives oh, the wings to. Oh, sorry, I thought you meant Redbird, the little the little. No, gadget. that's a Red Wing. Red Wing. No, I, I forget what his like hawk or some shit like that. Let us know at the yeah. Fan Freaks Twitter. But I'm uh, not I like that, that setup. Shit. I can't remember right now, and I, it's killing me. But yeah, they, there was a cool little setup. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, how do you guys feel about? How it co like how it all went down, the finale. Yeah, like how, do you guys like how? A lot of times Marvel struggles with getting to something organically to make it to the finish line. Yeah, right? to to make it to the finish line. We we saw it in Wandavision. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think this was as I don't want to say bad because that's a negative connotation. Okay, but this felt more organic i didn't feel it It was a little smoother yeah that's me there's some parts where it's rushed i fucking did not like anthony mackie's speech to the senator really it it didn't make a lot of sense it was kind of all over the place okay it was kind of trying to do all the themes of the show okay into one two minute yeah in reality for that speech to be effective it would have taken a lot longer yeah, or maybe just find a point and stick to it. Mm. Stick yeah. the fucking landing there. Um, but I do like the wrap up. Yeah, more more so. I like the little beats we have here. The little okay, this is where Zemo is. This is where Sharon Carter is, who we have not talked about. Oh before. yeah, we, we haven't. Talked we gotta about fucking that. talk about <laughs> that agent because that's probably my biggest problem with the show. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I'm sorry, I was taken aback by that. Uh, but still. I, I do like um, the little things there, and we didn't have to wait for after credits mm-hmm. for those things. Yeah. Right. Even though we, you know, it's a Marvel thing, I immediately started fast forwarding the credits. I have too. a question for you, too, because you know that I stopped reading comic books a while back, hey? uh, even though I'm starting to pick up again. Um, don't, Sharon, don't ask me. I'm a DC guy. Hey, did Sharon ever become a bad guy in the comic books? Not that uh, I know of. Right? Neither, neither do <clears throat> I. I mean, she was pretty much just. Cap's girlfriend and yeah. would work with him to to defeat stuff. Even yeah. when they were broken I've up. I always liked her character, and I really don't like what they did with her. 
yeah, so let, let's Sorry, talk that about was that. My cat. First off, let's talk about my biggest problem with the with with, with what they did with her. All right. Here you have we go. a man who sure he was brainwashed, but nonetheless literally has killed foreign nationals. Yeah. You have another man who at the time also equally helped a renegade uh, faction. A renegade faction in the form of Captain America. Right. And yet they both get pardons and she doesn't. Mm. Like that set up from the beginning, I did not like. The, the way they set up her now being part of this underworld CD shit, I did not like that setup. It just, it seemed like that's, like Amy went, that, that's fucking bullshit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> okay. So yeah, you see, I agree. I mean, from what I think of the character, right, uh, that would not have been her reaction of, of not being pardoned. You know I mean? Yeah. She would have found another way of being productive and still be on the side of good. Right. I, I do kind of like how she's being, I don't want to say fucking evil, but like... Devious? Chaotic <laughs> neutral, I would probably argue, or lawful neutral type of thing, because she's helping them. Yes. Even though, but no, I guess lawful evil, because she's helping herself. Right, really. yeah. She's got her own agenda. Uh, but she's using them. Yeah, you, you can't say she's helping them when she actively enlisted Batroc, no, knowing that he would interfere with them. Mm. Right, but she probably had faith that he wasn't going to win if you didn't miss it <laughs> if you didn't catch it dr rude rolled his eyes at me. <laughs> i don't like so I said, hard it, he became the undertaker <laughs> like i said man it, it just felt like a really unnatural 180 for me yeah i i don't know and i don't like where it leaves her i personally don't have an attachment to the character so okay. i'm fine I, I don't know if you guys would agree with me on this placement, but for a C-list character that doesn't really have a lot, she didn't, I don't think she really had even her own book. No, no. Uh, this character that didn't really have anything other than being Steve. And since Steve is gone, what are you going to do with this character? I do kind of feel this See, might one. help. You know, in the long run for her, like a li a, a bigger arc, if you will. Right. Well, I'm happy for the actress that she has the role. Right. right? But why make it Sharon at all? They, they, they could have made oh, it. Oh, just make a new character? Yeah, exactly. I mean, right? maybe. See, that's my problem is the twist feels unwarranted. Right. It, it feels unearned. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because there's nothing before this. Yeah. The last time we saw her was her giving... Cap stuff to him exactly. in so, Civil War. So After you, that, we don't see her again. Right, so you endear her to us, okay, and then you twist around and make her evil. I, I don't appreciate it. It's that. literally <laughs> a twist for the sake of a twist, mm -hmm. and that's that. I hate that. Shit. I mean, unless it just fucking happens to be that she's a scroll, maybe I don't know. <laughs> Which is a possibility. I mean, yeah. that's a theory, it's but a of theory course, going around. Mm -hmm. Oh, I got one theory for you, uh, James. Is she's Mephisto. <laughs> <laughs> and this concludes our show because she's gonna bring in the X-Men and this is how it's gonna happen she's like researching the mutant gene man alright dude <laughs> uh, but yeah so that that's honestly one of my biggest problems with the show is just the way they again it, it doesn't feel earned she probably is the character that while she was a focal point in the show. Yeah. She didn't have a point A to point B. She yeah. didn't have no. an arc. She no. didn't have any development. No. 
She was the same character from beginning to end. Yes. Sam, Bucky, Zemo even mm-hmm. were, you know, they had development. Mm-hmm. Right. She really doesn't. I th- I kind of I kind of agree with you. Just from a writing aspect, yeah. she kind of feels hollow towards yeah, the end. Right. It's she unearned. Was, yeah, she was a vehicle that served no purpose. Yeah. I like the concept. No, I, I don't want to. I don't want to shy away and say I. I'm probably the only one at this table. I like the concept of her being the power broker, mm-hmm. but I I do I do agree with you guys saying. If it was developed more, if there was more of a reason. So you use the word that she served no purpose. And no, I think it's the opposite. It's that all she did was serve a purpose and there was nothing that led her there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like she was just there to like fill this role Mm -hmm. and it didn't matter how she got there. Right. And that's my problem Mm -hmm. is that I think it needs to matter how she gets there. Would you, would we be able to walk away from the show saying she was the worst character of the show? She was the worst characterized. Yeah, I think so. The worst represented. Yes, I I'd argue she was probably the most hollow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even fucking Battlestar had more personality than her at mm-hmm. some points. So, what were your some of your favorite moments from the show? Obviously, Zemo. Just anything. But specific moments, like oh, him literally eating an apple while <laughs> while the uh, Dora Milaje and fucking. Dora Milaje. I'm sorry. Milaje. Dora Milaje. Dora Milaje. Fighting, you know, bro, John, and and just walking away while eating an apple. <laughs> that is was the most Zemo thing oh, I can yeah. think of. <laughs> that was well, such a good fight. Uh-huh. The Dora Milaje kicking oh, yes. John Walker's yeah, ass. I, yeah. Oh, man. Speaking on that, can we just talk about how good the choreography was? Yes. Insane. Yes. Insane. Dude, and I and like I I literally like jumped up out of my chair. That one move where she slides the spear between John's arm and hooks the shield in place. Mm-hmm. Right. Bro, I lost it. That shit looks so good. And him just fucking like trying yeah. to take it out. Right. Him. And that, oh, just the the period, the cap, the the punctuation to that scene. They weren't even super. So sexy. see yeah. there, <laughs> that is exact. That scene was beautiful to me because that is where the difference between him and Steve Rogers is. Uh-huh. Him is... They weren't even super soldiers. Steve is, I can do this all day. Right. That's their, That's the difference. Right. It's the, Steve has no ego. There no. is nothing exactly you can hurt there. Exactly the point I was making. Sure. But, I, but again, I, I just wanted to make sure that it was illustrated that that, that that ego that he has doesn't take away from the fact that he also legitimately yes. wants to do hey, good. I, didn't, I sure. agree. Hey, one is not exclusive to the other. That's fair. I just want to make sure that was illustrated. Mm-hmm. Um, right, but that's uh, but yeah. I mean, that scene really does help yeah. John for that, and it helps Zemo. That scene is a really good scene all around. Yes. Um, for me, that's probably my favorite moment. Okay, I love that moment. Uh, what was yours for Zemo? Uh, I liked it when he uh, approached the kids. Oh yeah, that was hey, good. Uh, what oh, was and the, the bartering. Yeah, yes. Okay. With fucking candy. Uh, yes. Okay. S- Swedish, de- well, not Swedish delights. Uh, Turkish, Turkish delights. Turkish delights. delights. There we go. Yes. Turkish delights. Hey. Those are very bad men. Do not trust hey. them. And that was an example of what. Yeah. That's an example of what you were talking about. He introduced that humor, but in such a Zemo way. Oh, that yeah, wasn't yeah. me talking about. That was him. Um, no, but I, I meant overall, like, just your favorite moment. For me, anything with Zemo, I'm such a fucking Zemo okay. fan. All right, this is really simple, but it's like when uh, him and Winter Soldier were uh, practicing throwing the shield around. 
That was good. Oh, the montage. There yeah. was a lot of really good, mm-hmm. like, Bucky, uh, Bucky Sam moments. Yeah. There Is really it was. true? Because I read somewhere, I don't know if it's true or not. Maybe you guys could correct me. Uh, but um, Sebastian Stan and Anthony Mackie didn't have a script for their scenes together. They just had, like, ideas like tips really and oh, they just and they just yeah. had like i heard that where, I, where they improv their dialogue well we know I, they I, haven't I, I saw that on the boat when they were on the boat together that all seemed like very on the moment and very organic and just you know t- them to knowing each other as well as they do making this scene happen that's ooh. a good point Ooh. uh sorry this isn't necessarily my favorite moment but it's you know i, I talk about like animation and noticing small details and stuff like that so i really like when like attention to detail is paid mm-hmm. towards practical effects and superpowers. Oh yeah. Right. Okay. So the scene where they're all figuring out how they're going to move the engine off the boat mm-hmm. and Bucky <laughs> just comes and picks it up. Yeah. yeah. That's great. That looked really good. Mm-hmm. It sold. It didn't look like he just picked up a cardboard prop. Yeah. Like there was a crane. It looked like, him. <laughs> yeah, no, or, or that it looked like a strong person picking up something heavy. Right. That was no effort for him, but you saw the truck move. Mm-hmm. You saw, like, there was clearly weight to what he was doing, right. but no effort to it. And that's such a thin detail to get in that they nailed, and I love that. Speaking on Bucky, yes. there's there's a moment that I really enjoyed. Now, people are going to say him making amends, him clearing out the book, right, things right. like that. It's him forgetting to use which arm. Yeah, I love oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. like I'm right-handed. I'm, it's not the first thing that comes to mind to use the left uh-huh. hand. Like, yeah, I like that. But I also like him just at the cookout. He's just standing there talking to the adults with just his arm out, and the kids are just hanging <laughs> off of it. Right. That's so oh, good. Bucky is invited to the cookout. Oh, yeah, That's, clearly. Yeah, and he's going to fuck. Sam's sister. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's that. Don't flirt with my sister. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. like no, you don't tell Bucky who he can't flirt with. <laughs> oh fuck! You should be bringing this up. Uh, Bucky is a hundred percent verified, nerd. certified nerd. Oh yeah. Him I read the Hobbit the when it came out in 1937. Oh, not only that, a hipster fucking nerd. Yeah. I read it when it came uh-huh. out. Then I, I was, was the original oh, Hobbit fan. Fucking A, bro. Oh, yeah. and his first date was the fucking, uh, with this girl, the, the the Stark Expo back in, like, the 1930s. Yeah. Like, that's fucking nerdy as shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also, in that same Dora Milaje fight scene, bro, when she literally disarms Bucky... Oh, yeah, just <laughs> fucking trigger point. Yeah. <laughs> well, because his arm was made by them. So what did you clear- do to me? I disarmed you. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, he's like, damn, they fucking pro- like, designed a arm remote removal system into me. Like, that sucks. Um, um, they took I, everything. I, well, A, this is my favorite moment. But I think it's my new favorite line in the MCU is, oh, you earned this ass whooping. Oh. <laughs> oh, that was so good. That was organic as fuck. Yeah, yeah, it was. Absolutely. Like that felt like, no, that's exactly what he would say in that situation. And oh, dude, okay. Everyone's fight scenes are great and all. Falcons are my favorite. Yeah. The way. He uses the wings. Really? Hold on. I'm seeing a face from the dude here. <laughs> no, it's just. Uh... 
I just really uh, enjoy mostly Bucky. Okay. However, I do want to say some of the line work where where he comes in landing yeah. from uh, Falcon's landings are fucking great. Well, I just really like the creative fighting style they came up with for Falcon. Right. Mm. The way he uses his wings to fight mm-hmm. looked really cool. Yeah, this is... This is a this is a character that, let's be honest, for film, this is a character that that nobody has a similar to, a similarity to. What excuse do you mean? Me. Oh, you mean like there isn't There's, a DC counterpart? There isn't a DC counterpart. There isn't even a Marvel counterpart. Oh, I got gotcha. because you have like an Iron Man with the blasters thing. Right, right. You have all these things, but him actually using the wings mm-hmm. defensively, offensively, or the jet. The jet yes, as well, right? pushing the fucking van out. You know all these things oh, that pushing are pushing Carly against the column and all. Yeah, I mean you know, it was very very. Well oh, done. and when he gets the new wings. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. and he does the shield dome. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, because the, the the new wings have to be vibranium, right? Right. Yeah, I mean well, they're you know, made. From, they're made in from, Wakanda. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it makes sense. So he just fucking domes up and tops it with the shield. That looks so cool. Also, quick question. Where the fuck were all these moves when they were fighting Spider-Man in Civil War? Because <laughs> Spidey wrecked their shit. I mean, to be fair, though, like, that's, that was literally, that whole scene was to illustrate the Spidey sense that people claim MCU Spider-Man doesn't have, but he clearly does. Yeah. I mean, we saw it in fucking exactly. uh, mm-hmm. Infinity War. Yeah. The right. fucking... The arm standing up. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I really liked the way he handles that whole helicopter scene. Oh, yeah. You know, honestly, I thought it was a little too long, but I'm fine with it. I, I liked it. I, well, the, the, the whole thing, it was a showcase of his new tech. Right. Not only that, him finding, like, hacking the shit, finding out, oh, tell me who's, uh, who's who can pilot this fucking helicopter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That oh, was like, oh, No, the, the, the Red Wing upgrade is awesome. Oh, yeah. yeah. And just the way he takes out the pilot is dope as fuck. Mm-hmm. That being said... You know what I did not like? What? Uh, him lifting the truck. See, this, the, but I did like that because he was using the jet. The at man. first he was. Or no, at, later on he did, but at first he wasn't. And sure, his jet could be as strong as he wants to right. be. He's right. still squishy meat. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. he's not technically yeah. a super soldier. Right. Yeah, I didn't enjoy the physics in there. Either. That bothered me a little. Like, if he had been, like, if the jets had been on there from the beginning mm-hmm. and then he he joined in. Fine, but that's not what it was. No. Him and his pack stopped that car from pushing forward. Right. And I'm sorry, man. Like if it or if it would have been I thought it was just visually cool. What I what I agree, but what I wish would would have worked instead is I wish John just wouldn't have lost the grip. Oh. Like it should have been both of them. Right. You get me? Mm-hmm. Like if John Oh, still, that would have been a great parallel. Yeah. Exactly. If John Well, because that was that so this is the moment I've been talking about. Is John is in pursuit of Carly, right? Because up until this point, at that point, you know he's blood. He's been bloodthirsty. He killed one of the Flag Smashers. But here we see a moment where he gets to choose vengeance or be a hero, Paragon or Renegade, and he chooses to be a hero. Right. He chooses to save this armored car full of people. Mm-hmm. Right. He lets his quarry go, and he super soldiers the back of this truck. Right. Like the, I said, it's not that he's evil. Yeah. Okay. The guy wants to be a hero, yeah. and he's willing to do anything it takes to be a hero. Sure. 
So the way I wish that scene would have gone is him have held the truck, but him himself not be enough. Right. You get me? The truck should have still kept sliding with him holding. Right. And then it should have been him and Sam pulling the truck back up. Yeah, I think that would have definitely That would have made, made more sense to me mm-hmm. from a physics standpoint, and it would have been a cool character moment between them. Another good fight was the freighter fight where they just blew up the lab with the guy that was making the oh, super yeah. soldier serum. Oh, yes. okay. And yeah. that, that whole shootout was really great. Mm-hmm. But Zemo coming in with the fucking... Sorry, no, in I general, just want to bring back that this show should have just been called Zemo. But. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Zemo and the Winter Zemo. Got it. Um, no, I, I across the board, I think the, one of the stars of this show is the fight choreography. Yeah. yeah. Just across the board. Mm-hmm. And again, I really like when attention is given... To give extraordinary people with extraordinary physicality unique fighting styles. Right. And you see it. Mm-hmm. You see it specifically with uh, with Falcon and his wings. Mm-hmm. You see it specifically with Bucky and his arm. Even though all of him is super, but you see it. The way, like, it, it illustrates the way he used the arm way more in this than we did in, like, the movies. Right. Right. Hey. No, even without the wings, all right, just the way that he would move, the the, the flips and yeah. all that, the landings and all that, it looks so much more organic all than we're used barrel to. Rolls. Ooh, also, Bucky, the only time a superhero landing makes sense. With, a, with the arm. Oh, yeah. yes. Because he lands with the hand. Exactly. It's vibranium, mm-hmm. absorbs all the impact. Right. Literally the only time a superhero landing makes sense. Um <laughs> Because otherwise, it's bad on the knees, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that before. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I do want to say that we did talk about all these characters, but the one character we didn't really talk about was Bucky. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think now is a good time to do so. I liked his arc of yes. him having the PTSD. Yes. I love, love when characters really have to reflect on the negatives that they've yeah. done. Right. I think that just hollows it, uh, fleshes him out, that moment, makes him three-dimensional. Yeah, that moment when he was explaining why he was so mad at him for giving up the shield. Oh, yeah. Hey, that yeah, was because if he was, that is if he was wrong about you, then that means he was wrong about me. Like, right. I felt that. I was yeah. like, damn, yeah, I know that feeling. Uh-huh. That imposter syndrome. Like, it's it's there. And it was good. Yeah. That and the scene at the the, the flashback where he's at the campfire with the Dora Milaje, right. and she's helping clear him of the brainwashing. Mm-hmm. You are freed. Holy Bro, fuck. Bro, give the man an Emmy, please. Stop. That was some fucking emotional shit. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm usually the one that's like, eh, cape shit. You know, I'm that guy, <laughs> but I'll, I ain't gonna front. A tear was shed. Mm-hmm. I fucking was like really... Yeah. I, was, I felt for him at that moment. Yeah. And... I don't know about a tear, but I did, did, did had a little sniffle there. <laughs> <laughs> well, you had a little allergy there. Uh, fucking, I did see just just that whole scene with the Dora Milaje, just yeah. the growth from beginning to end, and hearing those words that we all wish we knew. <laughs> but holy fuck, to have that and uh-huh. him just no, you know, just that. Yeah. That happiness, the that creators joy. have officially right. stated that he is not the Winter Soldier anymore. Right, right. Which is cool. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, and, and we then... do see him fuck up. What do oh, you mean? Yeah. Like compared to the Winter Soldier, when we saw him as the Winter Soldier, uh-huh. 
when he's the fucking Winter Soldier, no mistakes. Right. Like, that motherfucker's like on point. Yeah, it's all programming. Yeah. yeah. And when we see him here, he's like messing up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. He misses some punches. He he's holding. He's holding back too. Yes. Right. He's he doesn't want to kill. <laughs> right. <laughs> but you know. Yeah, he's trying not to be that guy. <laughs> right. Um, and yeah, no. So Sebastian Stan just legit knocked it out of the park, man. Like this, this whole show. Yeah, I think of the two, we can all agree that Anthony Mackie is like the lesser one. Yeah, yeah. If that makes sense, like, no, I agree. His acting isn't as good as Sebastian no. Sand, just because well, Sebastian Sand feels different. Yeah. Than than you know he made Bucky his own. Right. I'm still waiting for Anthony Mackie to make Sam right his own right. Nothing against you, man. Hey, baby, Clarence from fucking Eight Mile. If you want to be on the show, <laughs> his name is Clarence, um, and he had real nice parents. <laughs> I agree that I think, in comparison to everyone else's performance, yeah, he's maybe like uh, doesn't shine as much. But I still and like this is still where I want to see Anthony Mackie. I want to see him playing a right. superhero, not right. Takashi. Not Takeshi. Like he he can't he can't deliver grit to me. Yeah, he, I he can, doesn't I, have the he or brood or yeah, anything. He like doesn't. That. No, he, yeah, it's just that that stone cold factor. Yeah, he doesn't have it. Yeah, he he he's missing that, and I'm okay with that. Not everyone needs to be that, and I think this works they just need to polish it a little more right him and and falcon which i think they're going to do like i think they're they're it, it, you could see them finding yeah i definitely got that sensation with the last episode yeah hey you know that they were gearing up for more well we know they are mm. they've already confirmed captain america 4 with yeah that is in the works with the the same showrunner yeah so i we were talking about all these characters and all these great acting moments but there's something I want to ask Jim because he's older than fucking both of us and he's been reading Marvel more than us and he's actually worked at Marvel. How did you feel about Isaiah Bradley in this? Because that was like cap of the 70s, wasn't he? Right. How did you feel about Isaiah Bradley? Actually, it didn't surprise me hey, that they continued the experiments. You know, that's all been mentioned before in comics and in the movies as well. Okay? And that, you know, they would like try to bury him because he was black right is a very good representation of the times right right but did you like the actor did you like the acting did you like his art martian manhunter (laughs) (laughs) he is he is or well martian manhunter's daddy (laughs) no well i mean on supergirl but that's also the guy that does the voice of martian manhunter in the justice league cartoons (laughs) he's like when you think of the voice of martian manhunter it's him right um but yeah, I I thought I thought his uh a, his character was pretty like simple hey to describe. It was pretty obvious. Yeah, from get but go, you difficult know? to prove like deliver. Well, right, it was because he really fucking delivered. Because I didn't get to mention my actual my favorite scene from the show. Oh, okay. Because my favorite scene is absolutely Isaiah Bradley at the museum. At the museum, I was about to say that. Hey, right? yeah, hey, right? the way they wrapped it all up, right? It really took all the development to that point, yeah. to that moment. Because right. that's where I got yeah, choked a, up. Yeah, that's uh, a good moment. It's mm-hmm. that's a hell of a moment, man. Mm-hmm. And look, not none of us are black, so we can't speak to the experience of the black man in America. Right. That being said, taking Isaiah Bradley and using him as a vehicle 
to express what that would be like in a superhero world right. was handled very well. Very well. Right. Or you could listen to Trouble Man. <laughs> it perfectly Shh. captures the African American essence. <laughs> All right, man. He's not alive. The focus <laughs> here. But no, because, um, you know, they've never really, not really, explored that in the comics with him as much as comics did fuck up a lot because, well, unfortunately, white writers. Yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, but I really like this position of, like, no. Like, like the line that he says uh, about taking up the shield and how no respect, uh, no self-respecting black man would. Right. Like, that hits. Like, that, that hits, hit. like, a ton. And you could see it hit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, that is something that Sam had to, like, reconcile. And I think he did. I think they did a pretty good way. It's an idealistic way. I don't know. I still think Isaiah Bradley's uh, thoughts on her are maybe a little more realistic to today's America. But... Sam reconciled in a way that while being idealistic still made sense yeah. in like how he could be a black man and carry the shield. Well, it, you know, they explain it too. And I really like that about his character, right? Is that he does not believe that he should react on the way things are, right. but rather how they should be. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the idealism. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So but that's Steve. Yeah, that's Cap. Yeah. that's what Cap is. Well, that's that's what the two of them share. Yeah, that's yeah, why exactly. they have the bond they do. No, mm-hmm. but that's also why I guess Sam realized this is why. Yes, he chose me. Chose me. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is, that that is absolutely why he gave him the shield and not Bucky. And not Bucky. Right. Right. It makes and I, and I, and Bucky knows that too. Mm-hmm. Bucky knows that's yeah. why he. That's got the probably shield. one of the one of the things that I I am super okay with because I'm one of those that. I love Bucky being Cap. Yes. I was one of those kids sure. that I love that idea right. of the baton being passed. We've talked, we, you and I have talked ad nauseum about <laughs> Dick Grayson becoming Batman yes. and being right. a better Batman yes. than Bruce. And we've talked about how the, the sidekick role becoming the hero right. is a great way to fulfill an yeah. art. But when you have, earned, yes. And, I'm not going to sit here and, and not say, uh, you know, Sam earned this shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and through it all, I'm actually very happy with where it is. Um, and I think now's a good time to talk about the new suit. Yep. I fucking loved it. I, it's great. I, I wish it had less white, a little more blue. But otherwise, I'm, I think it looks dope as fuck. I, I kind of uh, wanted to see it in the daytime. Because mm. most of the shots were at night when yeah. we saw it, uh, but I think I think you're right. But I do want to see it in the daytime. Mm. I actually thought they were going to do something different with it because I I would think about the the way it looks in the comic books and I was wondering how could they pull it off, right? But they did an excellent oh, job. Yeah. Hey, it looks so good and it's very almost identical to what's in the comic books. Yeah, yeah. the only difference is probably the head shape, but that's because yeah. Anthony's got like a round head. Yeah. Whereas Sam's got a like yeah, long the comic book Sam has a super square jaw. Right. Yeah. Hey. But yeah, I, I thought I thought it looked great. By the way, I'd like to say you know, us talking all this shit about uh, Anthony Mackie and his acting. Honestly though, I like MCU Sam more than comic book Sam. <laughs> I think comic book Sam's kind of a stick in the mud. He takes it, depen- uh, it depends because I liked Rick Remander's uh, uncanny act uh, Avengers. Okay. 
because that was such a fun run and sure. it, and it had Sam fucking Lady Thor. Yeah. Which I was down for. I'm fine okay. with it because that gives us hope us mortal men to have oh, sex okay. with, with lady gods. That, that's a thing, man. Sure. Hey, hold hey on fuck to that. you. You love Captain Kirk for that same reason, too, because you want to bag a green one. <laughs> or blue. or <laughs> All the so, colors of the rainbow. <laughs> I think we need to wrap up. Yeah. So Yeah, because I got to edit this shit. The dude. <laughs> Final thoughts on Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I think this was... Better than WandaVision as a whole. Uh-huh. But I prefer the first six episodes of WandaVision to these six episodes, if that makes sense. Sure. I just hate the last two episodes of WandaVision. And, yes. I, and if I wasn't going to compare the two, if I was just going to say yes. this as a whole, which I realize I should have done from the beginning. Um, <laughs> I enjoyed it. I'm happy that it was made. I'm very happy with... Sam becoming Cap, mm-hmm. and I love the renaming of the show at the end. I am excited to see where this goes, and I'd like to just reiterate, Zemo was the fucking star of the show. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you will not fucking, like, so, so, Adrian, so good. Did you like Zemo? <laughs> I fucking loved him. Loved him. I would work for that man. So, Father... Yes. Oh shit. Hey. <laughs> what are your you final the thoughts? Father. Fuck. <laughs> hey, um, as a whole, yes. Hey, I thought it was very good. Mm-hmm. Hey. Uh, oh, should we give it a rating, like one out of ten? Should we do that? We can. All we right. Can you, if you, you like? You, uh, I would probably. I'd give it a eight and a quarter out of ten. Yeah, I'm probably gonna go with a solid eight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think we're all giving it an eight. <laughs> okay. I'm giving it that extra quarter just because of the promise it makes for the future. <laughs> <laughs> I would probably rank it higher. I just have a feeling with I, I the last episode has issues with, with pacing during the helicopter fight mm-hmm. and and Sam's speech yes. is my biggest problem. Well that, that that was one of my like the the right the, the fucking writing at times while fucking great like there are times where the writers like really knew listen this is something we're gonna fucking do it here and there's some times where it's subtle where you go hey that's nice Mm -hmm. that's good and a wink wink nudge nudge but there are times where there it's nobody talks like that no no human being's gonna talk like that well, um, that's that that's true in so much media, though. Well, like, especially comic books. I mean, you know, hey, yeah. because uh, comic books approach these big issues, and it has to do it in a way that's so condensed. Yeah. Right. So you know, sometimes it, it takes. I get I get that, but I'm trying to grade it on this medium. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah TV. for sure. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I gave it an eight. You give it an eight point twenty five. Eight, <laughs> eight and a eight quarter. quarter. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Um, also a solid eight. Right. I think it's a perfect follow-up to Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Yeah. It kept that tone that I really liked. Yeah. Um, Which so I, I think we all still regard Winter Soldier as like one of the best MCU it's films. The, for oh, me, yes. it's the best MCU entry. Right. Uh, it's second or third for me. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm up there. It's up there for me too. Um, yeah, I enjoyed, the with one exception... I enjoyed the way they characterized pretty much everyone on this show. From Carly Morgenthal, John Walker, to the heroes of the show. 
everyone really like I can pick like one moment from each of these characters that I really like I'm going to remember mm. that are truly memorable everybody moments. but power broker uh, yeah everybody yeah. but power broker pretty <laughs> much. oh and uh, a-, a and his uh, his sister was cool as hell I- oh I yeah hey yeah we didn't mu- talk about her much but uh, Sarah Sarah, but her character was yeah that that bank scene mm-hmm. was yeah. really good and it, it really good. just shows yeah. how Sam was naive yeah mm-hmm. yeah, yeah absolutely it it it, it uh, no also, you're right she did fucking she, Tony Stark paying everyone else but them <laughs> you piece of shit <laughs> <laughs> where's, where's the fucking Avengers money you ass <laughs> I like how we can all talk shit about a dead man but uh. <laughs> Yeah, I was so, talking shit about him when he was alive. Fuck Tony Stark. But since you started this uh, in the topic of its comparison to WandaVision, it's hard for me to compare them. Because WandaVision was an experiment in doing something very, very different. Right. Yeah. Whereas this is an MCU entry. Yeah, this was, this was like bringing reality to the screen, you know? Hey, today's issues and uh, well, no, but that, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, like this was textbook Marvel Cinematic Universe, right. versus WandaVision was definitely something much more experimental. Uh, so on that note, WandaVision wins points alone, just originality. Yeah, but that's why I don't, I, I don't, I'm not comparing the two of them directly. Instead, I'm just looking at uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and I thoroughly just, like I said, I, I, I characters are such a big deal to me. Yeah. And if one character out of fucking six doesn't shine for me, I'm all right with that. Mm-hmm. Like this, it, it sold me. It sold me real good. I'm, yeah. I'm very happy with the way this show turned out. I'm big when it comes to live action. I'm big on dialogue. Okay? And I thought for the most part, yes, there were moments where it was a little rushed or, you know. Uh, not as polished. Not, right. Okay? But for the most part, I thought the dialogue in this was excellent. Right? And, it, and it kept the story moving at a very good pace. Alrighty. Think it's time for the wrap-up. Well, freaks, that just about does it. Please let us know what you guys thought about Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I'm sure we were wrong on several points. Let us know. <laughs> um, on our Fan Freaks Twitter. Yes. Let, uh, so reach out to us either on our Facebook group or on Fan Freaks Twitter. F-A-N-F-R. Double E K S. I was gonna ask, how do you spell it? Don't forget that double E. It's very important. Um, you can I'll, find the dude. Oh, Adrian Dudeliness on Twitter. You can find me at Doctor Dr. Rude M D. We're still trying to get Twitter. Papa Jim and Twitter. Papa Rude's not on social media. Probably for the best. Not, yeah. Hey, <laughs> you really don't know what I'm thinking. <laughs> uh, it's shout outs time. Uh, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I don't have the list of all of uh, the bones boners. I've got a couple. Okay. Uh, Von Condersmite, Beefy Sumo, yep. Boogle, and... Uh, I want to thank Tara. Oh, Lindsay! Oh, Fucking yep. Lindsay, Lindsay, who loves our shit, and she's going to be happy because uh, recents are back. Yep. Uh, we'll, we'll reach out again Fucking to... Fucking snipe that shit from you, Bone King, even though you ain't here, bitch. Fuck <laughs> you. Took Lindsay from you again, motherfucker. She's going to become my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, want to reach out uh, again. Uh, our Hunt Boys, Justin... Jeff, Scott, uh, Dante, my sister Cheyenne, our D- my D&D boys. When the fuck is Meemaw going to listen? Uh, it's fuck, dude, that dude's so busy. No, he, he wasn't busy last night. He kept talking about like oh, that's it. how sp- horny he is. Oh, well, that, <laughs> his, his girlfriend's like eight months pregnant. Anyway, uh, 
<laughs> besides the point, <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, 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 our our podcast brother brothers, robots don't age. Robots don't age. Calling you fucking out again. <laughs> Mortal Kombat versus. I'm saying it now. Uh, the Fan Freaks crew versus the Robots Don't Age crew. Cody, CJ, Kalani. I don't even think Kalani is gonna watch it, but whatever. Save your time, <laughs> Kalani. <laughs> uh, and of course. All you other freaks, once again, guys, thank you so much for listening, and we really appreciate it. You know, I'm really glad you didn't ask me who was hotter, Zemo or, or Morgenthau, because I was going to say Zemo. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, real quick, though. <laughs> Morgenthau could get it, though. That hair with freckles? No, and, get out of here. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> like, put a fork in me. I'm done. Just do whatever you want. I'd rather put something in her. <laughs> oh no, that's that's good. No, this is a thirsty way to end the episode. <laughs> oh, speaking of thirsty, I just want to include this here. You fucking salty, salty minx, you fucking being on bone stream and everyone talking you up trying to fuck you. Okay, it was two people, man. It wasn't like I mean, that's all of his stream, though. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, George. <laughs>